and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober, encouraging believers to stand on the Word of God, and motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. I'm Brian Moonen, and I'm sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. And of course, the truth is God's word, and the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. Amen. And that's a little bit ties in with what we're going to be talking about today is why we are to preach God's word, not just give a so-called example. We want to talk about so-called lifestyle evangelism, prideful and lukewarm, and that's what it is. I recently heard a man say, we reach more people by being a living example than by knocking on doors and telling them you should do this and you should do that. There's a lot wrong with that statement. It goes directly against God's word. It's actually Antichrist, and the fact of the matter is that God has chosen preaching. There is no faith without hearing the word of God, and the word of God is to be preached. And there are different situations for doing that, but there certainly is nothing wrong with knocking on someone's door and talking to them, or talking to them in the store or anywhere for that matter. And it's lukewarm and prideful to think that all they need to do is observe me as I walk the walk, and they'll just come to Jesus. Maybe they'll come to a false Jesus because Jesus Christ preached the gospel, and Jesus Christ told us, his followers, to preach the gospel in season and out of season. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, souls will be saved and converted by God's grace. Okay? The preaching of the cross seems like foolishness to those who perish, to those who are dead inside and don't understand the work of God and what Jesus Christ told us to go and do, all right? And we are to tell people, God commands men everywhere to repent and believe the gospel. There is a message we need to tell people. There are things that need to take place. They need to be converted. They need to be called. And how will they hear? Unless we preach. And that doesn't mean screaming in their face with a megaphone. I'm talking about speaking to people the truth in love. But that requires boldness. That requires dedication and obedience to the Lord. That requires sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That requires God's grace in your life. Manifesting and working out in your actions. Because you're reading his word, you're in prayer, you're listening to him, and you're willing to put yourself aside and speak the truth to people, no matter what they think about you. Because you know it's the loving thing to do. 
You don't know when that person is going to die. All right? And if you're spending four or five hours with them and not talking about Christ or trying to steer the conversation to something of God, what are you really doing? You're not being an example of Jesus because he would never do that. And he hasn't told us to do that. Doesn't mean you can't help people and love people, but true love warns. True love is there to correct people who are wrong on their stance when it comes to God and Jesus and how to be saved and how to go to heaven. When they have false hope, we need to step in with God's word and show them the true and living hope. Amen? And this lifestyle, so-called evangelism, is lukewarm, and as I said, it's prideful, because you're really, who do you think you are to change what Jesus said to do, and just say, that's okay, just watch me. Hang around enough, and it'll just, by osmosis, it'll get into your mind, and you'll just magically become one of me. Well, what they're going to be is a lukewarm person who's disobeying God, the true and living God, because it has nothing to do with what his word has called his disciples to do. So this is intended to warn and rebuke those who believe in this false doctrine. So those who change God's command to preach the gospel are fools, and they're not giving an example of Jesus Christ. That's the ironic thing. They're actually giving an example of a false Christ. That's the ultimate irony of it, because Jesus Christ preached everywhere he went, and when he went back to heaven, he told his followers to go into all the world and preach the gospel and teach, okay? But those words, preach and teach, it doesn't just mean go around everyone and let everyone observe you and see how different you are, and after five or six years, they'll just fall down on their knees and repent, even though... They never heard the gospel or the Bible preached or any Bible verses from you. No, that is not what the Bible teaches at all. And it's a dangerous heresy. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. All right? And we've talked about this in some other shows. The word of God is incorruptible seed. Amen? And that is how... We are born again by the incorruptible seed of God, by God's grace. Without his word, there is no gospel. And his word is to be preached, it's to be told, it's to be declared in love, without compromise. The whole counsel of God. Amen. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 4. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables." And that's what this lifestyle, so-called evangelism, is. It's a fable. It's just what the devil would like. You just shut up about Jesus. 
don't really push people the wrong way. Don't push their buttons. Eh, don't really challenge them with any Bible verses or talking about the blood of Christ or the cross or anything. You'll scare them off. Just be a nice person. Love and do all these things. Make them some cookies and help them with this and that. Eventually, they'll just become a Christian. That's wrong. The Bible says we're going to offend the lost. And frankly, if they're not offended, they'll never be saved. Because unless they come to that realization, it's revealed to them by God anyway. Of course, they're going to be offended. They're going to realize they are the offender. They have broken God's law. They are guilty before God. They deserve hell as a punishment. And they have no hope apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are all truths that need to come through by the power of the Holy Spirit, by God's grace. They need to understand, and God will show them that. But it's not going to happen apart from God's word being explained, being preached, being shared. It's not. And that's why sharing your testimony can be a way to do that too. You're just basically, you're telling a story about what God did in your life. Why not? We're commanded to do that too. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not something you do once at some ritual in a building when you get baptized and then you shut up and never share your testimony. Share your testimony. That's preaching. You can work in the whole gospel when you share your testimony. Amen? And you have a captive audience usually. God sent Jonah to preach. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. Okay, it's the word of the Lord telling him this. God Almighty. Saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Okay, he told Jonah to go preach and to warn them to repent. Do you think they were happy about that? Do you think they really loved that? Praise the Lord, they turned from their wicked ways and they did repent. But did they ask Jonah to come and do that? Did Jonah just think, well, you know, I'll just go down and live in their city. I won't do any of the things they're doing. And after a while, they'll notice there's something different about me. And, you know, eventually, finally, maybe I'll say something about the Lord God. No, that would have been a direct disobedience to what God told him to do. Just as this lifestyle, so-called observation evangelism, is in direct disobedience to what the Lord Jesus Christ commanded us to do. We're to go and preach the truth to the lost when the Holy Spirit leads us to. And that's for every saved person. I don't care your age, your ethnicity, your location in this world. We are called to do that. We are a called out assembly. We are a peculiar people, priests and kings. We have a commission from the king to go forth. And that's why I said I'm sounding the alarm. Wake up and join the battle for truth. Stop being lukewarm and letting everyone else do it. The time is short. Jesus is coming back. Amen. These people are dying and going to hell. How sad that people don't love their fellow men and women and their neighbors enough to do what God said. And really the issue is loving God because if we love God with all our heart, 
we'll do what he said. And what he said was to go and share the truth with our neighbor and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So if you love God first, above all, you will do what he said. And what he said is to tell the truth and preach the gospel. And that can be as simple as handing someone a track. Like I said, you don't need to scream in their face or do anything rude in that way. It has nothing to do with that. It's a very, very simple way we can get the gospel out in this day and age. We're blessed. Praise God, especially in America. We have had the printing press. We have had freedom of speech, freedom of religion. We can publish gospel tracts. You can take a notebook and write someone a letter and send it to them. There's millions of ways, so many ways to share the truth. Amen. It's weak and cowardly and lukewarm and hateful to suppress the truth, to hold the truth in unrighteousness, to hold it back from people. And it's prideful too. Like I said, it's just wrong and it needs to be rebuked. Oh, they'll see the difference in me. There's a tiny bit of truth in that. But good works always follow the preaching of the truth. And we're going to see some verses about that. But good works come after preaching the word. Always. And miracles even of Christ, it comes after the preaching. It's to confirm the truth that was preached unto the lost. 1 Corinthians 1.18-21 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen. And, and this goes and shows you right there in your face. It's not prudent to, get, to go and knock on people's doors. I don't think it's prudent. Well, you know, that's foolishness according to God. God rebukes that in his word. He says, preach the cross, preach the gospel. Let him worry about it. One of the problems is people, they don't really want to be looked at as one of those Christians. They just want to get along and go along. They don't really want any dirty looks or persecution. They care more about their own image than about reflecting the image of God, the image of Jesus Christ, who is a preacher. He is our high priest. Amen. He's the Lord God. He told us to go and preach. But they're more worried about what people think. Oh, it's not really attractive to do that. Might turn people off. And I wonder how many people have really gotten saved by then maybe they come and knock on your door and say, you know, I've been paying attention to you for 10 years. I just repented and believed. I don't know what I believed because nobody ever told me, but here I am. I'm a Christian now. Presto magico. No, that's antichrist garbage. That's not biblical salvation. But a lot of these people are the people who join a church and they attend service but they have never been converted to Jesus Christ, the true Jesus Christ of the Holy Bible, who loves you enough to offend you 
by telling you. You know, he loved you and I enough to go and die on the cross and suffer. He suffered on the cross like no other. He died. He was buried. And he rose again on the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures. Amen. And he's seated at the right hand of God. He's coming back again to judge the world. And people need to be warned about that. They need to be told. You don't know when you're going to go meet God. You're either going to go to heaven or hell. And Jesus Christ said, you must be born again or you cannot see the kingdom of God. So people do have a choice to make. They need to meet that crossroads. They need to be confronted in love with that truth. Because deep down, they know they're running from God. They really do. Romans 1 explains that. They really do know there is a God and that they're hiding from him like Adam hid in the garden after he sinned. But God is calling to them. And how can he call unless we go and preach and share? That's how the Holy Spirit works. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. When we come back, we're going to continue in the scriptures and further talk about this. We'll be right back on Truth Dealer Radio. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's truth o'clock. The time is short. That is why KJV Prepper Christian shirts are worn to warn. KJV Prepper witness wear can be a bold witness to the unsaved and encourage believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. All designs are original. Visit KJVPrepper.com for effective Christian apparel. Worn to warn. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. Right now, actually, this weekend, September 7th through September 11th, we're having 25% off site-wide. KJVPrepper.com. Christian apparel. Worn to warn. Made here in my workshops, upstate New York. So praise God. Welcome back. We're talking about lukewarm and prideful so-called lifestyle evangelism, and we're rebuking it from the Bible, from Scripture. And I'm just going to continue right here and talk about what Jesus Christ did, Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark sixteen fifteen, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach to every creature. Now, there is no way we can get to know every creature, is there? We can't build a relationship with every creature. We can't have every creature hang around us for year upon year and absorb all of our Christian habits, okay? That is not what Jesus Christ is commanding us to do. What he's telling us to do and what Paul through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, told Timothy to do is to go and preach anywhere, anytime, everywhere you can and rebuke. And there's a way to do that in love too. Because it's not loving to watch people that are in error headed for hell without warning them and rebuking them from the scripture. All the authority is in God's word. That's why when someone says something like that to me about I think it's better to have an exam- be an example than to go around and tell people stuff. That's not in God's word, so I'm going to use God's word to refute that. Not my opinion or my feelings. 
It grieves the Holy Spirit. That's why I wanted to preach this message. It grieves the Holy Spirit for people. It's a, it's a man too. For a man to say something like that, it's 2018. Times are dark. I'm sorry, but that's weak, and it needs to be rebuked. Mark 16, 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Okay, the signs follow the preaching of the truth from the word, the word of God, the gospel. And that is talking about preaching the gospel. That's what they did. They went forth and they preached the gospel and, and the Lord worked with them by confirming it with signs. They didn't just go around and be nice and feed the poor and do signs and then have everyone gather around and come into some building and then finally go, oh, now we'll tell you about the Lord because all of our signs attracted you, all of our behavior attracted you. No, it's the opposite order. Preaching the word, then it's confirmed by signs. Just like our faith is confirmed by good works. Our good works does not produce our faith. Amen? Our good works go with our faith. They come after. Because it's God's work he's doing in our life. He's confirming our faith by our good works. It's the Holy Spirit, by God's grace, working. It's, it's Christ that liveth in us. Amen? So when you're doing this so-called evangelistic, observe me, evangelism, really what you're doing is you're telling Christ, no, no, I got this. You stay inside. You don't talk. I'll just be me. I'll just, I'll just do what I think is what, you know, I'll live like this and they'll all notice it and they'll come and then eventually I'll give them this or I'll give them a nugget here and a nugget there. You know what? What about the person that's going to die tomorrow? Hebrews 9.27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. People are dying. Do you know how long they have? We got a letter, got an email from a brother in Christ a few weeks ago. Brother Brian, thank you for all the YouTube videos, KJV Apparel, and podcasts. I finally have a go-to source for Christian t-shirts. I'll skip to the middle. May God richly bless you and yours. May fruit abound to your account for all your hard work. Philippians 4.17 I wanted to tell you that I love my new You Must Be Born Again t-shirt. I wear it every Saturday as my pastor and I go door knocking to preach the gospel. Recently, there was a story in the national news about a house explosion in New Jersey. See the link. And I'll try to put this link in the description of the podcast. The reason I'm sharing this is because it is a powerful illustration for us to learn from. It is hard to believe, but my pastor and I knocked on that very door a week before it happened. No one answered the door, but clearly God was reaching out in mercy as he knew what was coming. We are in a spiritual battle and those are two souls that were lost. The lesson at this point is twofold. One, today is the day of salvation. Eternal hell is a second away from each soul that does not know Christ. Those who have not been born again must repent today and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And two, we as believers need to deny self and seek the lost. We need to be ready always to preach the word in season and out of season. 2 Timothy 4.2 Amen. Some scripture to exhort us 
of this powerful illustration, Ezekiel 3.18, Romans 13.11, 2 Timothy 4, 1-2, and 1 Peter 3.15. Thank you again for everything, brother. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. KJV ruleth. It's always truth o'clock. Your brother in Christ forever, Samuel. And thank you, Samuel, for that letter and for that testimony and for going door to door and trying to reach the lost with the, with the gospel. So that's one of the points I wanted to make. Do you know? Do you know how long those people have that you think you're shining your light by just being a good example and letting them see the difference of your Christian life, so-called? Well, a Christian life without preaching the gospel is not a Christian life. It's an abomination. Do you know how long they're going to have to do your lifestyle observation evangelism or whatever it's called? No, of course you don't. And the message we have is urgent. And anyone who's saved should know by the testimony of the Holy Spirit that it's an urgent message that we are to tell people. Now, that doesn't mean if you've already warned someone a few times and you've had conversations that God won't show you, like, okay, hold off. This person's been shown the truth. They reject. Wait, see if they come back to you with questions. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about this whole style of we shouldn't knock on doors. We shouldn't hand out tracks. We shouldn't you know, challenge anyone unless they ask or ask until we build a relationship first. We're supposed to preach and share the truth with strangers. Amen? How prideful and wicked for people to think they can just take their time. It's not urgent. It's all about you when you're doing that. There's no other way to look at it. It's all about you when you're doing this whole lifestyle evangelism stuff. Because you can't point to Jesus Christ without preaching the gospel and telling them the truth about who he really is to them and that they have a choice to make. You need to put the ball in their court, not kick the ball down the road. Romans 10, 13 through 14, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. And like it said in the verse we read before, God chose preaching as the mode and the method. Amen. Going all the way back in the Old Testament, there was the preacher. All the prophets, they weren't going to be silenced. They were men of God. They were watchmen. Amen. God sends the watchmen. Ezekiel 3.17 Through 19, son of man, and this is the Lord speaking, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. So these people have a lot of blood on their hands because they won't speak up. They won't be a watchman. They won't hand out a track or tell someone the truth. You might never see that person again. God might have put you in their path to share the gospel with them. They might die. I'm 
sorry, but there's probably people I have been in the path with that I didn't talk to or, or share the gospel with, and I'll be I'll have to answer to that. <clears throat> it's an awful thought for a saved person to realize that, because time is short, and there are no accidents with God. When you meet people, run into people, when they're in your path, that's not an accident. Acts 8, 4, Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Amen. Praise God for his word. And praise God that we're able to, like I said, we're able to make tracks, put his word on shirts and hats, anything we want. Amen. And get it out into the world to challenge people, to help open up those conversations, to help to lead people to Christ by the preaching of his word, by lovingly sharing with them the truth. Because it's the most important thing you can talk about with anyone, ever. Acts 28, 30 through 31. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. I love that. Here he is, he's in kind of like a house arrest. People are coming to him, and that's all he's got to talk about. He's talking to them about Jesus Christ, sharing the gospel, the word of God with them, and he's studying the word of God. It's what he's all about. And no man is forbidding him. That's the way we need to be in our life. Don't let this man-made, weak, lukewarm idea get into your soul. It's wickedness. The Bible says, preach in season and out of season, sharing the truth in love, exhort, even rebuke with all long suffering. This is what God's calling is. So many fables these days, people are turned aside with itching ears, and it's of their own lust because wouldn't everyone just to be love to be lazy and just blah, blah, la-di-da, go along with life. Nobody really hates me. Nobody really thinks ill of me because I believe in Jesus because I don't really talk about it ever. And I never really challenge anyone. I'm just always nice and doing all these good works and things. And all everyone's just going to be magnetized into, into heaven by that. No, that's stupid. Get over yourself, repent, and start sharing the truth. Because you're deceived if you believe that. It's not found in the Bible. God sent prophets, he sent watchmen, and he sent the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He came, he took on a flesh to come here and preach and to show us, yes, an example, because he was sinless. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus Christ is perfect. He never sinned. We are to set an example for the lost, but good works and signs follow telling them the truth, or it doesn't point to God. There's no way God can get the glory unless you tell them the reason for the change in you. You need to share your testimony. You need to tell them about being born again, or it's not going to make any sense. They're just going to think you're a nice guy, or you matured, you grew up. Oh yeah, he used to do this and do that, and then he got older and he had a family and he's changed. They're blind. They're deceived. They need the word. 
Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How are they going to hear if we, God's people, don't bring it to them? That's what we're called to do. That's why Jesus sent us out into the world to do it. So wherever you are in the world is where he has you. You don't have to travel here and there if he's not sent you. If you're in a small town in the USA, preach word to all the people you know, wherever you are, as as the days go on. God will give you the opportunities and the circumstances. And as I said, you can use gospel tracks, amen? If you talk to someone for 20 minutes about the weather, and then you leave them with a gospel track and you go home and eat lunch, you have shared the truth with them. It's up to them to read it. And God will deal with them through the word that's in that track. If it's a biblical track and it has God's word in it, you've done an amazing thing. You have shared the truth with them. So there's so many ways to do it. Titus 1, 1 through 3. Paul, a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness and hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. Praise God. And that is committed to each one of us to preach the word to the lost. It is committed to us by the commandment of God, our Savior. We have what's called the ministry of reconciliation. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5.18 And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. These lost people, these lost souls need to be reconciled back unto God. All right? It's like a whole bunch of people have a plague and we have the cure. Jesus Christ, faith in him alone, what he did on the cross, the gospel, that's the, that's the cure that they need. So could you imagine going into a hospital where everybody has cancer? They're suffering. They're dying. People are weeping over dead bodies. Little children are sick. Middle-aged people are sick. And you waltz through and you have the cure in your pocket. You got a whole bottle of it. One drop will will cure one person, let's say. Just walk through. Maybe get them a drink of water, help them, pat them on the back, tell them it's going to be okay. Say, I'll pray for you. And then leave. How loving is that? It's not. It's ridiculous. So don't hold the truth in unrighteousness. Don't suppress God's word. Don't let a man forbid you with this false doctrine. Let no man forbid us. Amen? No matter where we are, it needs to be truth o'clock. Share the truth in love. And I just wanted to encourage you all today that we can do this. We can get God's word out. We can use gospel tracts. We can use shirts, hats, whatever you want. As I've said before many times, you can make your own signs. You can do it any way you want to, as long as it's according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And at kjvprepper.com, we do have shirts and hats and mugs and lots of different tools, tracks, gospel tracks. 
but you don't have to use those. You can go make your own. You can email everyone you know. You can print up a letter and photocopy a thousand of them at Staples or if they're still open and go mail it to everyone you know. You can do umpteen number of things to get God's word out. Or you can hand out tracts and it's getting redundant, but I just wanted to make this show to rebuke that false doctrine of lifestyle evangelism. It's satanic, it's weak, it's lukewarm, and it needs to be rebuked. So the the main way we can rebuke it is to not allow it into our own life. And we need to be bold for Jesus Christ. So I'll leave it there for this week. Thank you for listening. If you want to support this show, there's a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Hope you tune in again next time. Be strong. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.